Hi, I'm Angela Ardolino and welcome to Your Natural Dog, my podcast featuring in-depth conversation with the world's leading holistic veterinarians and pet care pros. Join us every week as we reveal natural alternatives to the outdated, one-size-fits-all pet care model we're used to. If you like what you hear, please make sure to leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. The only way we can get our message out to pet parents all over the world is with your support. Stop barking! I'm trying to record a podcast! Hey everybody, it's Angela Ardolino with Your Natural Dog, and my guest today is Poppy Phillips of Equine Alternatives. She's also one of my favorite people on Facebook because she has incredible Facebook groups from her canine cancer group to holistic alternatives for pets. Uh, she's gone through a great journey of health with herself and with her horses. She's helped so many other pet parents with homeopathy and herbs and holistic ways to heal your pets. We have a wonderful conversation today. Covers cancer, homeopathy, and what we can do to help our pets live long, happy lives. And we're back with Poppy Phillips. It's so nice to have you. I feel like I went from not even knowing who you are to getting to interact and do like two or three things with you in the past couple months. So it's been really fun. I'm so glad I found you. And I love how we found each other, which is, you know, putting our stories out there and talking about our experience will bring us all together so that we can spread our word. But you had posted on your incredible Facebook group with Holistic Animal Insights, right? Yeah, the Cancer-Free Canine event. And the Cancer-Free Canine, you had put out there, hey, is there anybody else who's had incredible luck with using natural alternatives to help their dogs who are suffering from cancer? And someone I knew went, I know someone. And then that's how I found you. And we got to talk about it. So I love that we have that in common because I know when you have that diagnosis of cancer for your pet that, of course, you're going to, we went against the grain. We went non-conventional. We went to more holistic means because that's what worked out in our own personal lives and then had great success. And then now we want to scream it from the rooftops so that more people can be brave. But tell me about your cancer journey. And then I know that you had a health scare. So I'd love to talk about that, how you even got to. So maybe we should start with that. When did you realize that convention was failing you and that you needed to do something and figure out something fast? So my one of my backstories, I guess there's like multiple levels of everyone's story, right? It just builds upon, builds upon, builds. And so I had had strep throat six times in three months. And the conventional doctors basically looked at me and said, There's nothing we can do for you. You're antibiotic resistant. Go home. And I was like, no specialist, like no hospital, no urgent care, like just go home. And they're like, yeah, you're out of luck. Good luck. Go home. So I went home and and I was just like, now what? And I was a horse trainer at the time. I had like 18 horses in training. I was like, from like eight in the morning till eight at night, I had a, this booming business and I couldn't do it. And I was just like, wow, this is a career ender for me. And one of my clients gave me this crumpled up piece of paper and said, call this guy. He can cure anything. And I was like, anything? Are you sure? Like, that's pretty broad statement, you know, and I had no options. So I called him 
And he was like, can you, can you get to my house? And I'm like, look, I'm running a fever. I'm really delirious. And I don't think I can make it. And, he, and thankfully we're like 10 miles apart. I was living in Thousand Oaks, California at the time. And he was in Simi Valley. And so he's like, just take the back roads. I'm all, okay. <laughs> so wow. I took the back roads. I showed up on his doorstep. I knocked. That's the last thing I remember. I fainted. <laughs> I passed out. I was this is like straight sick. from a movie. I know. It was crazy. I wake up to this little older Jewish man running smelling salts across my face and dragging me by my armpits into his house. Like it almost felt a little Hannibal Lecter. Like I was just like, what have I gotten myself into at this point? And and he was, he, thank God he was short and old (laughs) because if he was like some big, strong guy, I'd probably be like super alarmed. And I was just like, what is going on? And he's like, it's okay. You fainted. I've got you, you know, it's, it's going to be all right. So he revived me. Smelling salts actually really work. I had no idea. Like I've never experienced them. I can't imagine. You know, it's such old school stuff that we forget about. And and it it just brought me back. I was really impressed. I was like, wow, that's actually something that's legit. So I was shocked on so many levels and kind of dumbfounded and and like groggy. And he starts doing this arm strength testing, muscle testing technique on me. And I had no idea what he was doing. Like, it looked like voodoo. And, and tell, so, our, tell our listeners what that is, because I know it does look like voodoo, and people are, don't get it, and it is so accurate. It's crazy. So tell people it, what it is. It's almost creepy. So, like, you put your arm out to the side of your body straight out, and and this practitioner would put maybe a vial of some sort of pathogen or toxin or something in your hand and then test your resistance by pushing down on your arm and you push up. And so he dialed it down to a pesticide. And being a horse trainer, I'm outside all the time surrounded by orange orchards in the Ventura County. So every time the wind blew, I would get strep throat. And I didn't realize that. And he nailed it down to the specific pesticide and did this like acupressure thing on me. Never got it again. Like in 48 hours, I was clear. He treated me twice in 24 hour intervals. To this day, I've never had strep throat again. Like the so guy was- you're a believer. <laughs> <laughs> and what does he call himself? He he called himself a naturopath. He's now since gone, unfortunately. So he was a published research scientist in nuclear medicine, was invited on this muscle testing uh, study, was, and also a biochemist. So he was making drugs for drug companies mm-hmm. and loved the result of the muscle testing research that he was doing, closed his practice, went underground, was word of mouth only kind of a cash only word of mouth only out of his house kind of thing and started then. And that was back in 1995. Like he told me to go off gluten in 1995. Wow. I was probably the first gluten-free person on the planet. People were like, what is that? 
I know. My parents were just like, nobody's going to love you because you're gluten-free. <laughs> and then years later, my dad goes, you know, Lance Armstrong's gluten-free. I'm like, yeah, dad, a lot of people are. <laughs> How funny. Well, it's, it's interesting because most people uh, go down that road, especially with their pets. And we've learned now that doctors aren't taught in diet and nutrition. And they're most of the time taught by a school that a pharmaceutical or a hospital is controlling what gets taught anyway. But they, you go down that road where, and I've seen it, and I'm sure you've seen it thousands of times now, where the first thing that's being written is, a, is an antibiotic. Yeah. And I've fought with veterinarians about it in my, my own clients because from that moment, you know, I went from being a horse trainer to, whoa, this is a whole new world that everybody needs to learn about. And he actually mentored me. He took me under his wing oh, and cool. mentored me. So that that was amazing. It kind of was a career ruin for me, but that's okay. <laughs> it turned out fine. Well, same thing happened to me. I mean, I discovered cannabis medicine and it worked for my rheumatoid arthritis. And I literally sold my business and threw myself into it because I could not believe how I found something that relieved all my pain, also stressed with my helped with my stress and anxiety, and yet it was illegal and it had no bad side effects, had all these amazing qualities. So journey was the same for me. So tell me about your dog's cancer journey. So I'm sure you've had other things happen, but I'm sure when you got that diagnosis, you kind of felt like the, okay, here we go again. Well, it's interesting because Actually, none of my dogs have had cancer, but I know. Isn't so that what crazy? the heck made you start the cancer, the dog cancer series part? So I was, I was working on horses primarily and I kept getting calls. Um, and this is back in the 90s. So I started equine alternatives in uh, 1998 and, and was muscle testing horses, doing some custom blended herbs, doing body work, uh, essential oil, acupressure therapy. And I kept getting calls for dogs and, and I'm like, I don't really know dogs, but you know, since you guys are desperate and you're willing to try, I'm willing to try too. And so was getting some cancer cases in and actually having success with it. And I was, just were you like, already treating horses with cancer? Um, horses don't get a lot of cancer. So Why? They're getting, Why is I know, that? Because they're vegan. <laughs> At, so Be I know melanoma is one because I've dealt with that. Um, Gray horses yeah. are prone to melanoma, but it's not normally life-threatening. And we are seeing more cancer in horses now. We didn't used to spray the hay with Roundup and all the things we do now. Now we see lots of metabolic issues, lots of chronic diseases in horses. Uh -huh. But when I was a kid, our horses lived to like 33, 35 with like little, little issues. Now... You're lucky if you get a horse to live past like 2022. 20, wow. So it's the same thing that's happening to our dogs. Yeah. It, it's universal. Just all the inflammatory responses. So, right. so yeah, I just started helping people with their dogs and getting some results. And I really didn't know much about dogs. I kind of got thrown into it. And then people handed out my number, just like the person that handed me Lou's number. And it just started going. And, and I tell people, I don't really know much about dogs. I'm not a veterinarian. You know, here, we'll just do what we can do. 
And there weren't a lot of holistic vets at the time. So, you know, it was grim and bleak and the Wild West. And so I was willing, they were willing, I was having some success. So I've had tremendous success on anal gland cancers, like 100% turnarounds. Amazing. What do you do? do do? Tell me. I just do diet change and homeopathy and herbs. But it seems what I've noticed is there's a consistency to nightshades. And so doing the homeopathic remedy belladonna seems to reverse it like quickly. Like I've had on all my anal gland cases, you know, none of them had to go in for surgery. None of them had to be removed. And some of them were, were, gone in less than two weeks and the vets were like oh it must have been a misdiagnosis that's what I love that's what I love and that's and that's why I love having this conversation with you because you were like me where you're like okay I learned this about these about cannabis about mushrooms about this herb about ozone about diet I'm going to apply it and then you do and it works it exceeds your expectations and then you think to yourself how does a vet not know about this? Right. How did I just get rid of cancer? A, that's really funny is I thought for sure when I put cancer into remission or beat records that I'd get some attention and it was just same thing. It must be something else. It must not be cancer. You must dis, you must have misdiagnosed it. And I'm like, now I have to prove that it was the cancer and that we did use. So I've gotten to the point, which I'm sure you have. I know uh, veterinarian oncologists who turn to herbs and cannabis first before going to conventional methods. So to us, we're like, yeah. To you, I'm sure you're like, finally, finally. Yes. I, I am because, you know, now I can send people places. Now I'm right. like, okay, I didn't go to vet school. I didn't go to anything dog related. But Poppy, you wouldn't have learned anything in vet school, anything about cancer or how to treat (laughs) it. So why bother even saying that? Why do we put so much a pressure on a veterinarian? There are very few oncology and veterinary medicines only like five years old. And the whole industry, I have this wonderful chart, I think I showed it to you before showing the growth of oncology where it's going to be a billion dollar market by next year. So it's not there for the animals. It's there for somebody to make a lot of money. So I can't even remember the statistics. It's like one in five dogs now is going to get some sort of cancer. Uh, One out of 1.6 after 10. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So we're going to talk about it a lot. And we want those people to know that those pet parents to know that you do have a choice. There are alternatives. You do not have to immediately go cut that tumor out or cancer out. When you do that, not only do you make a huge impact on their immune system and their ability to fight it, but you're not getting rid of the cancer. Right. It's going to come back. You can't just cut it out. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. The tumor is the disease expression, not the disease. The disease is within the body. Exactly. And you've got to treat the body as a whole. You have to clean up the environment, the terrain. And so hitting it at root causes. So one of, one of the fun things I discovered that actually got proven by science later is some of these tumor-based cancers, when I was muscle testing them, I was getting that there was some sort of pathogen that was uh, related to vaccines or 
some like disease, kind of like limes or something like that. So I started using the homeopathic remedy Letum, and the tumors were falling off in like 72 hours, like just bloody popping out. Like my owners were calling me going, oh my God, the tumor just fell off and is rolling on the ground. I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, it's amazing. And I, so this is an herb. It's a homeopathic remedy. And it's fun because several years ago, they did a study on dissecting tumors and, and doing some diagnostics on them. And they were finding uh, Bartonella or Borella burgdorferi, so little limes or cat scratch fever. So based off like cats, cat tongues, cat cat scratches, they carry this disease, and it's spread by fleas. So fleas, cats get it from fleas, and then so dogs were actually manifesting tumors, and when they dissected the tumors and assessed them on a chemical level, they were finding that in the tumor, which re- explained why the letum was working. Uh, I had the same thing. So with our salves, I took the herbs that I knew, combined them with cannabis. And, you know, I was using them and getting amazing results on getting a tumor, any time a tuber to fall off within 30 to 45 days. But what was amazing is that I would have clients go, I put it on and this, <laughs> there was one that we had she refused to have it cut off. The dog had it most of its life over 10 years. She put it on two weeks later, it completely fell off. And it's almost like the body is just wants that one little something to help it do that push and get it out. So literally, that's what you really have to, to question these amazing things that exist in nature, that when we take them or we give them to our animals, help them fight the disease. Right. You know, and cancer's been around for a long time. People think it's kind of new, but it's even mentioned in the Bible. And so it talks about metastasis in the Bible, which is super interesting. But of course, with like dogs, humans are on the rise. And so we have to reflect. I, I really believe it's a price of convenience. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Preservatives, pesticides. Plastics stress. There's so many factors. I have a really cute slide, cute, cute cancer slide on on like all the, the antagonizing things that can happen. And so I can share that with you if you want, but (laughs) well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I would love to get your tips and tricks on how to prevent cancer from even coming into your life in the first place. And then what would you do if you did get that diagnosis um, for your pet? What are the first kind of things you would do to make a decision on what your next steps would be when we come back? If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at CBDDogHealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health. Healing naturally. And we're back with Poppy Phillips, and I feel like if... You have animals, 
you're going to come across that cancer diagnosis. You know, the statistic that we just gave is so true because I have a rescue farm and here on my rescue farm, I'm already on my fourth case of cancer. And, you know, it's everything. And, you know, you don't know what the dog got before because it's a rescue and you don't know what its environment. But what I do know is that even if you do get that diagnosis, you can help that animal be pain-free and live a quality of life. They don't know they have cancer. Um, Nina, my Doberman, you know, was running around chasing squirrels and bunnies, you know, up until two weeks before she passed. So they don't know it. And it is, there's so much you can do and not be out thousands of dollars and your dog suffering and having to go back and forth to a vet office, you know, to test everything. What would you suggest, A, proactively, what pet parents can do to avoid, you know, to kind of be proactively and not have these toxins or things that, that do cause cancer in pets? Uh, for me, it's probably diet and environment. So cleaning up the diet, fresh diet, there's so much on raw feeding or at least slightly cooked feeding, just live, real foods, foods with life force in it really makes a huge difference. I love hearing back from my clients. You know, they're always scared to start raw and some vets have terrorized them about going to a natural diet and just harass them. But I just had a client yesterday call me who does competitive stock dog trials. And she has two, like one dog's in the Hall of Fame and it's older and has two hip replacements. And wow. she called me and she was like, he's doing really, really well on this, you know, raw diet. And, and every, you know, some people are noticing a difference. I'm like, yeah, it makes a big difference when you're not feeding inflammatory processed food. It's like McDonald's for dogs, kibble is. So yep. you Hopefully you don't live on McDonald's and, and if you do, please rethink your diet right away. But you want life force in your body. You want life force in your food. So food's a primary situation. Detoxification, I love to use soil-based humic and fulvic acid in awesome. my practice. I use it, I use it for years, for like 17 years. And uh, it just cleans up the system so much. It's really amazing. But once you get that diagnosis, well, and exercise, sorry, lifestyle, I'm going to stick to lifestyle. So exercise, it's like the dog Maggie that went out and ran like nine miles a day or something like dogs were meant to move. We were meant to move. We have legs. We're supposed to move. We're supposed to get our heart rate up. We're supposed to like breathe and get the factory moving. Uh, Stagnation in anything, stagnation in water builds like algae. And so anytime we're stagnant, we're in a digression. So stagnation is a horrible thing for all species. But once you get that diagnosis, you have to rethink your system, whether it's mold in your house, whether it's a stressful marriage, I knew my marriage was on the way out when my cat left. My cat fired us and left. I was like, oh, the cat's gone. I'm next. I know oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a negative situation. It stressed all of us out, unfortunately. It was a, an addiction-type situation where I had to draw the line. We all, But the cat was the primary, like, peace out. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, 
when your cat leaves you, you, you have a serious problem. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. So homeopathy is, I think, the least talked about and the most awesome effective remedy. I used to be way, way into herbs. Like I was like herbs, herbs, herbs. And then I saw the power of homeopathy. It's it's just so, it's beautiful, but it's so hard to understand and use, which is cool because there's so many people who are really good at it. But yeah, it's fascinating to me. If you rip the right remedy, I've seen animals on death's door pop up and run around the house. Like I've had several calls where people are like, it's time, you, you know, can you come over? Can you just say goodbye to my pet? And and I'm like, okay. And then I get there. I'm like, could you try a remedy? Just just try it. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. We already have the appointment booked. I'm like, just try it. And slip a remedy in their mouth and they just shake it off and live for another year and a half and die of something totally different. I love that. We've, we get that a lot with our heel tincture which is the tincture for the older dogs that are, you know, maybe have autoimmune cancer, seizures, those types of things. And it's the same thing where they were like, we thought for sure it was going to be a couple months and now we're on a year. And it's like, yeah, you're literally giving them something that's removing all inflammation in their entire body. And inflammation is the basis of disease. So you are, you're giving them, you're helping them out. That's what I said. These things exist in nature for a reason and they're beautiful when they're taken correctly. Poppy, thank you so much for sharing your story and what you know with us. How can people get in touch with you? I know your two Facebook groups are amazing and your website. Tell them how they can follow you. Uh, the website is www.equinealt-hai.com. And that's just my general website. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I don't know the links to those. My oh, phone just Poppy too. Phillips. I mean, you've got the best name ever. And she, you're always, she's always doing something interesting and fun on her Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook, definitely join them. I know I'm on them now. And you always are sharing great guests and information. And thank you so much for being such a great advocate for all of our animals out there. It's my pleasure and my honor. Thank you, Angela, for having me. This was you great. Did. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please make sure to leave us a review wherever you're listening from. This is the best way to help pet parents like you find these episodes and get access to all our content. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Natural Dog and at AngelaArtolino.com. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at MycoDog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.